This video is sponsored by Jerry's Artorama. Jerry's Artorama Online has been serving artists for over 50 years, providing only the best quality art supplies. Jerry's Artorama has premier lines that sell all over the world and are used by millions of artists and professionals worldwide for amazing results. In addition to over 65,000 fine art supplies, choose from over 4,000 free art lessons, oil painting, drawing, acrylics, watercolors, mixed media, and the largest selection of new supplies professionally evaluated and created by artists for artists. Jerry's Artorama has been empowering artists since 1968. We provide reliability, better art supplies, great prices, and exceptional service. The quality of your art matters to us. Hello, everybody. Today, we are doing a live demo on how to do fantasy illustration focusing on creatures. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. You can all do this prompt with us because this is a prompt that asks you to use photos of a plant and combine it with an animal. So tell us, Alex, about the reference photos that you chose and the links to that are in the YouTube video description below and mm -hmm. what your plan is. <laughs> <laughs> I have, when looking at what animals to do for this, I really liked the kind of trunk-like build of a rhino. And so I kind of wanted to make a sort of like tree creature out of the rhinoceros. So I was using obviously the rhino and then a lot of images of tree growth and kind of finding a way to merge those two together. How about you? What are you working with? Alex, I don't know what I'm doing. I, this is <laughs> so not up my alley. I, I don't think I have ever done a fantasy illustration in my whole life. I mean, this is so alien to me. <laughs> I mean, that's why I love this little prompt because it's such a simple first step of like, all right, this is how you do it. You just combine these and let's get those creative juices flowing. I even talked to uh, my partner's mom at dinner tonight and she was asking about what the stream was about. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, that's, this is the prompt. She instantly was like, oh, like a lion and a succulent. You use the succulent as its name. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, because fantasy is such a big topic. I think oftentimes people just don't even know where to begin. And so sometimes just a really simple prompt like that, it's just a good way to get started with the process. And mm -hmm. by the way, you should all check out the fantasy illustration creature track, which is free. We don't have the lesson pages up yet, but the track is definitely there. Mm -hmm. And I hope that some of you do it on your own because this is pretty fun, Alex. Yeah, right? And yeah, if you guys wanted to join us for it for the premium track, um, that registration is this Friday. Um, but if not, like Clara said, yeah, just feel free to hop into the track and as it's, as it's published, you can come along with us 
you just wouldn't have that critique that we'd offer for the premium track, but it's still going to be there for you to work on. I mean, it is yeah. really nice to have the guidance from the premium track because I just know if I was doing this, I'd be like, I don't know. Is it good? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no way to measure this against anything. That's the tough part is it's so... The rules of art still apply, but it's also like, <laughs> it's inventive. It's kind of flexing that creative muscle a little bit to use the phrase. Well, tell us in the chat, who here has interest in fantasy illustration? Because it's a huge universe. And actually we have a question, Alex, from Evan who says, I work in fantasy, but I'm afraid my work is too strange to sell. Is art being too strange a problem anyone else has? I think especially for fantasy, I think it's a little bit of yes and no, where a lot of it is I firmly believe and see the evidence of it's just finding someone who wants it, be it a company or a individual. If it's strange, it's tough because that can also be a big selling point. Yeah. You know, it can be, wow, I've never seen anything like this. I think specifically with illustration, it's very hard, especially with fantasy, because there's that mix, I think, where people want something new and something very safe at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, you, you got to pick one or the other. <laughs> My thought, Evan, is that it's just a matter of finding your audience. So often I find the reason why artists struggle is because they're barking up the wrong tree. And you have to find the people who are looking for that type of work. Because here's the thing. If people can sell a banana and duct tape for $150,000, you can find people that like strange art. <laughs> <laughs> They exist. Just have to go find them. Actually, yeah, I'm thinking in a very real world example. Um, I, there's a cool, like it's a metal themed brewery back in uh, Denver, Colorado, and uh, I saw some work on the walls, and I was like, "This is cool." It was just very goth, very creepy, awesome work. And it was selling. Almost all the pieces yeah. on the wall were sold because it was a very targeted audience. Well, look at it this way. People watch horror movies. <laughs> they like mm -hmm. horror movies. Chances are there are people like there who like strange horror art. So I just don't think that it's that it won't sell. It's just you have to find the people that are really going to appreciate it. If you try to sell that to people who want realistic portraits, of course they're not going to be interested. Yeah. Actually, that's a funny thought where I, it was a big breakthrough for me in realizing don't take all negative feedback to heart, but yeah, recognizing when to hear feedback that is applicable. Mm -hmm. Do you have an experience of that? Like when someone was trying to make a square fit into a circle kind of thing? <laughs> and it's like, no, this is not really applicable to me. Well, I get that all the time, actually, here on YouTube, where I'll do sometimes a portrait demo 
and there's always a whole bunch of comments. You need to move the nose two inches to the left. I think you put the eyelash way too high. And also you made the eyes too low. And why is the hair? And I'm like, dude, that's not what I want. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Fine, if that's what you're concerned with, but that's not what I'm after. And, and so that person in theory is not somebody who's a good fit for what I was trying to do in that tutorial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see. There we go. Amaris is asking, I want to sell sketchbooks I bind. Was wondering if it's a good idea to do fantasy inspired sketchbooks with the cover painted. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> that was one of those things where it's an easy question to answer. Like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> well, because I do get a lot of questions. Is this sellable? It's just a marketing thing. I know that sounds so boring, but mm -hmm. it's true. It's a marketing issue. It's not an art issue. It's totally separate. Yeah. And I mean, in a way, it's easy but so difficult now because there's so many places to go do you go in person to an art fair do you make an etsy shop if you do either of those how do you tell people you're doing it how do you advertise it and those lists go on and on but yeah keeping that idea in mind of constantly searching for your target audience and listening to them when you find them Danny is asking, how are you doing? Is your day going well? I'm feeling sort of tired. Haven't been learning for a while, mainly because of homework, but I'm not giving up. Well, good for you, Danny, mm -hmm. because we all have days like that. I remarkably had a pretty chill day and managed to keep my stress level fairly okay. How <laughs> about your day? <laughs> I don't want to say the opposite. It hasn't been that bad, but like mm. to everyone watching, everything outside of this camera is yeah. in boxes because we're moving. <laughs> so yeah. like everything else is in boxes and covered in scotch tape or shipping tape. And it's just, uh, yeah, mass chaos, dogs and cats living together, total hysteria. I do not envy your moving venture <laughs> somebody who moved cross country with two kids three guinea pigs and an axolotl that was in a home depot bucket <laughs> the <whole time>. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I don't want to incriminate you but yeah you were just saying you had to sneak the guinea pigs into some places and <laughs> it's a whole thing oh my god that was such a no, I felt like I was in a National Lampoon movie or something. <laughs> Someone watching the stream now who works at a Best Western is like, I knew it. <laughs> that blanket that you guys were carrying down the hallway. I thought I heard it squeak. We have a question from Sithara. Is it good that pencil drawing can be drawn in Photoshop software as digital drawings? If it's what you want to do, sure. I just yeah. don't believe that anything is like wrong in visual, except for <laughs> plagiarism. Plagiarism, not cool. But 
Alex, I find sometimes artists develop this almost guilt for, oh, I did this shortcut. I know I should have done this. I'm like, if the shortcut's faster, why would you do it another way? Yeah. Like, um, man, I, I'm, this is such a good quote that I'm going to butcher it where it's like, uh, <laughs> something like heresy is a human concept. <laughs> like all things are natural in the world. And yeah, I mean, it's really cool actually seeing some, uh, traditional illustrators that I love who work in traditional media. I mean, and them sharing their work in digital and how those styles grow and develop as they switch mediums to use. I mean, just like if I was to start using colored pencil, it's no different than that. So Alex, I know when you first started doing illustration, fantasy was not your main focus, but it's become a really big interest of yours now. Can you tell me how that happened? Yeah. Um, and it's funny where, I mean, the real talk right now is like I'm applying to school um, for grad school. But after that, it'll like, yeah, I still have career aspirations within illustration. It's just that season of this thing first. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I now really want to work towards doing illustrations for like fantasy books, role-playing games, um, I mean, I've never played Magic the Gathering, but as a art form, God, those paintings are beautiful. And I would love oh, to contribute are. to that. Um, and honestly, I think a lot of that journey was being pressured from art school into, oh, no, no, you don't want to do fantasy stuff. That's so tacky. Like, oh, just like bikini ladies and dragons. <laughs> that's dumb. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. That is dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, honestly, yeah, it was a little bit of a victim of the art school thing of you can do whatever you want, just not that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, you want to be an illustration with the New Yorker? I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's obnoxious. Yeah. The, the, the world of art making and illustration is very strange sometimes. But yeah, the shorter answer, I guess, would be just rediscovering what got me into drawing in the first place, you know, as a kid and what made me not want to put down the pencil. So you did fantasy stuff when you were a kid or a teenager? Yeah, I did a bunch of really bad vampire comics with some friends <laughs> in high school. <laughs> I love it. I do not. <laughs> What about you? You said you've like never done fantasy, not even growing up, didn't even draw dragons and cartoons and stuff. Well, I guess I drew cartoons, but I don't know. I just really like drawing real things. I, I'm like that, I think, with almost everything. Here's an example. You know how everybody loves Harry Potter and all the fan Lord of the Rings and Aragorn? Like, I don't like any of that. I'm sorry. I know that's really... <laughs> Scandalous. I just don't like reading fantasy books. Oh, well, here, here's a funny question. It's a theory that my brother and I have. Do you like sci-fi? Not really. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we the have a theory that people either like sci-fi or fantasy. Like one of them clicks where the other one does not. Well, so here's the thing. If I want to read a book, I always want to read nonfiction. I don't read fiction. Like I'm such a 
real life person, I guess. That is funny. I like to juggle like a fiction and a nonfiction. I feel like I would get really bummed if I read nothing but nonfiction. Oh, really? Because all, I don't the, know. all I the interesting so nonfiction is about terrible things. <laughs> I know. Emily says, I'm starting to wonder about incorporating inanimate man-made objects into a creature like a stack of dirty dishes or the pile of laundry on the bathroom floor. That would be so Do sick. It. Do it, Emily. I love it. I mean, the first thing I think of is that hoarder puppet from Labyrinth, the fantastic Jim Henson movie. Um, yeah, where it was a puppet based on a bunch of junk. Just It is a pile of laundry. That's so cool. I mean, that hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? Of, It's not like, hey, fantasy creatures is all about combining animals and plants. It's like, no, it's about right. how to get those cogs turning of, oh, turning inanimate objects into living things. Well, we have a question from Lisa who says, my creature ended up being too big for the page. How do you plan overall size and shape? Okay, that's really a good question and tricky. Um, and I think where I'm definitely of the camp that learning traditional methods is always a good thing. It teaches you skills that you need regardless of what you want to do with it. And that's one of them is those thumbnail sketches, planning the composition. And just because it's fantastical doesn't mean those rules don't still apply. Like for this one, it's so complex now but when it started, I was just like, okay, basic shape for the body, basic shape for the head. And I did just a single rough line for how tall I wanted the trees to be. The tree line, if you will. I already decided, Alex, I'm just not looking at your painting because I'm just going to be sad. <laughs> I am really loving this little guy. Also, so I don't think I'm good at this, but I am having fun. This is really a stupid creature. I, I feel like this creature is just really dumb. It, it's not an intelligent <laughs> being. What did you name it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like he looks like a salad gone wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. Charismatic says, fantasy is one of the most creative areas you can delve into. It seems strange to try to dissuade an artist away from it. Why is that, Alex? I think that it's... Hmm. I think a lot of it might be preconceptions of what, quote-unquote, art is. And the kind of I heard occasionally from myself and other people that think of like, oh, but you're talented. You don't want to do like fantasy. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I think it's very um, disrespected in that way. And I think historically too, like there are some phenomenal artists who did beautiful paintings for decades and they are not remembered in art history as they perhaps should be. Yeah. And it's exciting in a way. Like, Clara, how in the past 
it feels like within my lifetime, illustration has started to be seen as an art form in a way that it hadn't been. Sort of, but then there's the other part of me that is furious that a lot of the professors at places like RISD, and I know this because I experienced it firsthand, students would tell me this all the time because I taught in the illustration department, they tell me that their foundation professors, they would use the word illustrative as a pejorative <laughs> yep. in critique. Like, that looks so illustrative, like as an insult your work and i was like are you kidding you think this whole field is just inherently bad <laughs> really yeah i i heard tell of um one of those things of like an artist that i am not fit to tighten their sandal straps you know like they are insanely talented and especially at creature design and things like that uh his name was alex kintner kinter it's been 10 years <laughs> but <laughs> anyway um it was funny hearing him talk about that dilemma and hearing other people hear it. It's like, oh, but dude, you were like born to do illustration stuff. And it's, yeah, it, it would be the same thing as for me going to a fine artist and just being like, oh, you really know how to use a brush. Have you ever thought of painting a goblin or something? That's where you, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> the difference between like prescriptive and practical advice. And I do think a lot of people who do fantasy illustration, they can paint Alex. Oh, you have crumbs, to have yeah. mad painting skills to pull that stuff off. Like I really love Alan Lee who did those really old fashioned Lord of the Rings drawings and paints yeah. they are gorgeous. That guy really knew how to draw and paint. Absolutely. And it's so, yeah, that's a shame because his, yeah, I mean, Alan Lee's, I couldn't think of a better example where he's phenomenal as an artist beyond just the subject matter. Yeah. And it's a shame that he's not mentioned in that capacity. Because I do think there is, maybe it's because with fantasy, there's so much riding on the subject meaning that someone could like a bad painting just because it has a subject they like. Whereas if you're painting, say, a still life, no one likes a bowl of apples that much, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Like, Man, this is a bad painting, but hey, I really like apples, so I love it. Whereas with fantasy, I think there is a little bit of a thing of sometimes people aren't aware of how bad a painting is. But if they really like airbrushed unicorns, they're like, yeah, put that on the side of my van, you know? <laughs> well, why do you think people like fan art? Even if the fan art is not well done, people are like, I'm Harry Potter, I love it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Blue Wolf is asking, which pencils are you using? I am using these pencils from Faber-Castell. They are Albrecht Durer water pencils. And I have two. I have the regular size, which is this, but they also make these pencils called Magnus. And I like these in the beginning because they're thicker. You can cover more area faster. And for me, I find that very helpful. So for something like this right now, I'm just coloring in some of the gray 
in the guinea fowl section of my creature. And <laughs> it's helpful because I just find colored pencils a little slow. And so anything I can do to expedite yes. the process is helpful. Yeah, colored pencil's funny where you have this image in your head of like, oh yeah, I'll whip out the colored pencils and then boom, I'll be done. And then, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Such a time-intensive medium. Daisy says, I don't really mess with fantasy illustration or characters, but for some reason I'm vibing with this prompt. I'm drawing a songbird mixed with a tulip. Oh, that sounds awesome. Ooh, that sounds really cool. Actually... First, just a reminder to everyone, please join us on the Discord post live streams and just post in the work that you were working on for this. Because, yeah, I'd love to see some of what you guys are working on. Oh, I'd love to see it. It's funny. It's Claire, so much fun. With that comment, it makes me think of another thing of fantasy illustration where it feels like it's very diehard. Or at least that's how mm. it's painted. Where people are like, you either never touch the forbidden arts or... <laughs> That's all you do. Like, congratulations, you are now a fantasy illustrator. That's all mm. you do. What, what do you, yeah, but what do you think about that idea of like, wow, I never do fantasy before, but I'm loving this. I think it's great. I think, I just think people are so quick to feel the pressure to categorize themselves. And I'm like, it's okay to take a vacation from what you're doing. I mean, I'm having a blast because I'm like, doesn't matter if I screw up, no one's going to care because this is not usually what I focus on. And it's really refreshing to do that. And honestly, Clara, looking at what you're working on, it's looking great. And I think it's because so <laughs> of some of that mindset where you're just letting yourself play and have fun with it, you know? Yeah, I know. And I think that's I the mean, cool it's... thing about it. It's hard to take it too seriously when you're just painting a, as you said, a salad gone wrong. <laughs> well, what I did, so I had these photos of this French bulldog that I really liked and I always wanted to do something with that. But then I went to this plant store near me and they had these air plants, which is what the main mm. of the animal is. And I started with that, but then I was like, I don't want it to look like I just stuck an air plant on a bulldog. I want it to be more integrated. So that's when I saw the guinea fowl and I was like, oh, I'm going to stick it on that. Whoops. <laughs> 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 you ever try to put your watercolor tube away in the... Uh in your cabinet and then you end up just throwing it across the room. <laughs> yes, These yes, things happen. Yes. <laughs> well, here's a good point from Pat who says Instagram has its issues for artists, but I think a positive I've seen seeing a lot of illustrators sharing their gallery shows and getting recognition for their work. Mm. That is a huge boon that social media, I'll begrudgingly say, has done well. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, because you can now, that merge between, it felt like for illustration, it wasn't anything unless it was published. 
Yeah. And mm -hmm. once it's published, then yeah, hooray. But now it's so cool to go to a gallery and see someone in a fine art gallery doing fantastical images. And it's really wonderful to see. Love to see it. I mean, I still, Alex, even though Instagram and social media have been around for a couple of years now, I still feel like it's the Wild West. Oh, yeah. People are just it's... totally redefining how art is seen and shown, and it's just a totally different world. Mm-hmm. Hmm, excuse me. I feel like there was such a good way that it opened up like how to find work similar to yours. Like I think when yeah. I I'm talking to kind of non-artists about Instagram and you know we're we're all sharing the things like, oh, I wish I could get off of it. For them, it's like, oh, but I'd miss seeing pictures. I'm like, oh, for me, I there are artists that I've never met in person that we follow each other on Instagram, and it's cool to have that sense of creative camaraderie. Oh, yeah. Uh, crispy paintbrush <laughs> says i'm doing a tree frog mixed with a jade plant also decided to kill two birds with one stone and do a complimentary <laughs> color sketch. i love it it's a hybrid yeah our prompts <laughs> and okay that's man that's that um kind of cue the sound of music when Fraulein maria is like you know when you know the notes to sing you can sing anything it's again like when you know how complementary colors work and how to compose an image, that's when you can paint whatever you want. And it's such an important element, even for a fantastical image or something that is not necessarily grounded in reality. So yeah, you still have, I mean, for me, Claire, I think it all lighting. You still have light. <laughs> yeah. Siddhartha's mm -hmm. creation says, are you a professional artist or did you study in art school? Well, both of us studied in art school. I went mm -hmm. in the 90s, a million yeah. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I went in, man, I graduated in 2013. So yeah, I was excited for the when they were young fest and all that. <laughs> you know, I was thinking today, Alex, that I used to be the biggest fan of art school. And I can tell you that I have had a lot of conversations lately where I've talked people out of doing MFA programs. I feel like I'm becoming this anti-art school person. <laughs> it's really messed up. I, I don't think it's messed up. I think that it's a, I think when I look back at when I decided to go to art school, I was a 18 year old and I'm in a very unique situation mentally now where I don't, I would, if I had a time machine, I wouldn't change a thing. 
I'm yeah. glad that I went to art school. I learned things that I never would have learned and it's yeah. helped make me who I am today. And <laughs> I also know that 17 year old me was not asking all the right questions. Yeah. And I think that it's, I'm not to say I'm whatever may say someone, but I would make sure that they knew what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it's just that there's so many things that they just feed you at art school that just are not healthy or accurate. And I, I just see so many of my former students, they, they call me in this sort of panic about things and they develop this pressure to do things a certain way. I'm like, you guys, the world is so much bigger. There is a lot more to illustration than illustrating for the New Yorker. That is one gig you can yeah. get in this huge universe. Like, I just cannot believe that for an institution that's supposed to be so open-minded, boy, do they have a narrow view of what they think your career, quote, should be. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's tough because every hearing about it when I was at art school of like, oh, like this school is, say, really big in animation. And if you want to go into animation, you go to that school. Like we're more focused on like editorial illustration and how to illustrate for retirement magazines. Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, it's, I remember even as a senior having the thought of like, wait a minute. So you're saying that if someone else is into some other kind of work, they should have made that choice when they were 17 as well to just oh, go to God. this school. I'm like, wait, what? what are we talking about? What sort of crazy stuff are you planning? Like, Yeah, that's dumb. It's bananas that a 17 year old even decides to go to art school. Like now you're expecting them to know what career path they want to have. I'm glad this guy's looking a little bit more cuddly than uh, scary. Because <laughs> I was worried, I was sketching it and I'm like, it's a possibility it's just going to look scary. <laughs> well, in your mind, what is the story of this creature? Is he threatening or is he harmless or? I really wanted it to be like a kind of physical forest thing. So a little bit of both, like kind of, you know, how plants can sometimes, or forest and nature can be disastrous or beautiful at the same time. Mm -hmm. Which I know is a big thing to chew off, but... <laughs> I feel like a rhino captures it. <laughs> I feel like my creature is just pathetic. I feel like he's not smart. He can barely walk straight and is just a total doofus. Yeah. Like how did it get so far? <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you still standing up? <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of one of the Shih Tzus that raised me. Oh, they're so dumb. Yeah, they... <laughs> their facial expressions. Are <laughs> but so noble, so noble. I know, so funny. Yeah, they can walk a block now before they have to be carried. 
<laughs> Impressive. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. So Anna says, fine artists definitely engage in fantasy. Surrealists like Leonora Carrington, Max Ernst are essentially fantasy artists. That's a great point. I mean, look at Hieronymus yeah. Bosch. I mean, isn't Garden of Earthly Delights just an epic fantasy yeah. illustration, basically? <laughs> Dude, yeah, like, I mean, couldn't have said it better. I mean, especially like Max Ernst, like some of his uh, landscapes you can see. Oh my God, that would be, that's that's concept art. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so I think it's, it comes to, again, thinking of how, what your final destination is and how you want to present it. Because, I mean, say Max Ernst was around today and some joker like me was like, hey, yo, Max, this would be great concept art. Would he pursue that? Or it's like, nah, I like painting. And that's, that's cool. <laughs> Actually, Alex, you know who I really wish we could have seen on Instagram? I really wish we could have seen Andy Warhol on Instagram. Oh, can you can you imagine? Dude, he would have been amazing. <laughs> Like that funny thing, like he called it, you know, that 15 minutes of fame and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wish we could have seen what that would have looked like. Probably would have been so freaking cool. It's funny in, in a weird small world, like serendipitous thing. I was listening to a podcast about music history. It's talking about the Velvet Underground now. Um no dogs in space unsponsored plug guys but <laughs> it was uh referring to how andy warhol was so influential in helping the velvet underground as a band grow mm -hmm. and kind of in the art world it's really interesting how the pop art movement was about making art approachable by making things that weren't art art kind of like we're talking about with fantasy of getting you to recognize oh no alan moore that's a Comic book artists? Yeah, but it's beautiful art. I just wish we didn't have to categorize everything so much. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Let's see here. There's the blue. <laughs> Jeff says, <laughs> guinea fowl are the bird equivalent <laughs> of a shiatsu dog soaked up. <laughs> <laughs> they are they're really silly there's a whole bunch of them at the utah zoo and they're actually in the same arena as the zebras i'm like who made that decision <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is funny finding well, the animal roommates alex are you excited to teach the fantasy illustration premium track Oh, dude, I'm so excited because it's, I mean, it's what we're doing now, but just unleashed, you know, <laughs> like all of my thoughts on like all the nerd thoughts and really getting to be free with those, but also kind of still with all we're saying of meet students where they're at and what their goals are of yeah. welcome to the track. Like, yes, fantasy creatures, but like, is your goal more surrealism, more fine art side of this? We are here for you for that. It's all about, I think it's, you can tell I'm excited because I'm rambling, but 
there's the thing of I'm excited for the track to be very imaginate imagination driven and still grounded yeah. in how to improve those technical abilities. Yeah. It's a very cool hybrid. Well, and I should also add that you don't have to be an illustrator to want to be in the fantasy illustration track. You you can be, as Anna said, a fine artist who happens to explore fantasy just in a different place, different way. So it really, you don't have to have any career aspirations to yeah. be in the track. I mean, maybe you just want to change a pace and do something a little different. Yeah, I think it's a very good way to flex the artistic muscles again by doing something outside of your comfort zone. I think a lot of times we hear of an illustrator who only wants to paint dragons and struggles to paint a still life, but learns so much for the still life. Same mm -hmm. thing, but in a different vein. Like, Clara, you look at how much you're learning about yourself <laughs> in this cute little nugget. <laughs> He is really cute. I feel kind of yeah. bad for him. He's just so stupid. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a lone... I imagine him sounding like, what was that old, um, he was on like Rocky and Bullwinkle, the dog, like, oh dear. What was his name? I can't, I can't remember. Somebody here has to know. <laughs> yeah, someone in the chat, the, oh dear, Droopy or Bluto or something like that? Droopy sounds too obvious. But also, Alex, I think for us as the instructors, it's so different to teach a class that's that specific because we've run other premium tracks, like we did a color track, we have a drawing basics track, and those are great tracks because you need those fundamentals. But what do you think it is about getting to do such a focused topic that's different than, say, taking, oh, drawing basics? I think when you do something focused like that, it's a chance to really, I think, flesh out more of the concepts of kind of work you want to make and start to execute projects that are more final for your purposes, be it uh, portfolio pieces or even drafting for portfolio pieces or flushing out an idea or a concept that you have. It can be an exciting thing of what do you want to work on with this? Well, because drawing exercises are incredibly helpful, but a lot of the stuff in a lot of basics curriculums and, and any basic drawing class, a lot of it does look very drawing class, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, how often do you otherwise find like a figure model like holding like a pole and <laughs> I know. standing like a Greek statue? You know, that's that's right. not a common occurrence. Yeah, I really love, especially with like old sci-fi and fantasy illustrators, it's really cool diving in and seeing their studio habits and comparing them to more traditionally viewed fine artists. They would hire models, they would set up lighting, they would take reference photos, they would do all of that. Um, it's, it's a very cool practice. 
they do all of that and then kind of learn what to take away, what to switch, how to kind of emphasize different things. Mm. But also, I think for us, it's like getting to teach what's your thing is awesome. Like when oh, I got yeah. to teach the anatomy premium track, I was just loving it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just, I've always, it kind of, for you, Claire, when you were saying that you've always liked to draw things that are real. Um, and I, as a kid, liked things more fantastical. I think I'm very excited about teaching what I believe is that answer of the combination between the two. Uh, for me, learning technical ability was about how to do something fantastical better. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I want to learn how light works so that I can draw things from my head easier. Well, I mean, dragons don't really work if they don't look like they could actually exist you you have to use all those fundamentals the lighting the form i mean i think what's really hard for a lot of people is texture i feel like that mm -hmm. is such an important part of fantasy illustration and it's not easy to do have you seen that alex yeah um i think it's and it's funny, it's a frustrating answer because it's just, it's all relative. And yeah. I think that we forget if we're doing a fantasy illustration that we still need to have diversity and texture to make it make sense. Yeah. And again, that's the lessons that you learn from more traditional drawing practices, but it can really help you form a good practice in a more imaginative way there is more information in the youtube video description below about our premium track fantasy illustration creatures that's where you get to work with alex and i for three weeks intensively in the discord we have voice sessions twice a week and you'll get a lot of support and feedback not just from him and me but also from your peers. And remember, we are also doing registration for the storyboarding track. This is again, a three week track. Mm -hmm. Great for people who wanna do animation, comics, film, even illustrators who just wanna learn more about visual communication. And the registration for both of these tracks is due on Friday. Get your forms in so we can get you up and running into those tracks. I hope you will join Alex and I. We are going to be in the ArtProf Discord. Hang out with us in the post live streams channel and share with us all of your creatures and plants. And we want to give a big thank you to our top Patreon supporters who are just so, so important to make sure we keep the lights on here at ArtProf. So thank you all. But we have some work to do and I'm still very, very sad that we've gone down so much because we really need to make it so I can sleep better because I lose a lot of sleep over our budget and anything you can give is helpful to us. There's all kinds of perks, exclusive content that you get from being a Patreon supporter. Everybody have a great night. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time.
Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.